Hello, welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham, uh, an unfamiliar episode after the last one, which is a happy one uh, because we've beaten the big enemy uh, 2-1, so I'm sure you saw, beating Arsenal at uh, the Tottenham Stadium. A uh, big win that, especially after the, the, the complete lacklustre performance, certainly in an attacking sense against Bournemouth. We looked a lot more threatening in this game. Kane was really into the game and had a lot of chances. Another day he scored a couple. Um, but a big win takes us above Arsenal. We win our next three games. We finish above them. Whether we'll get into Europa, we're not sure because of the decision to completely uh, rescind the punishment to Man City. So talk about that. Uh, me and Mark again after the uh, solo episode against Bournemouth. Mark is back. Mark Sweeney uh, at 1981 Spur. Uh, so give him a follow if you don't already. Uh, at L Talk Tottenham, uh, if you want to ask any questions or any comments about the podcast. Um, so, without further ado, let's talk the Arsenal game, let's talk Man City, let's talk Tottenham. Uh, so, as promised after last episode, a uh, season ticket update, I've had some more conversation with them and even more contradictory comments, and I'm even more confused. So, there's a ticket share uh, function. So you have a network of people on your season ticket account list uh, and those people are allowed to share the ticket with you. Uh, but apparently now uh, these ticket exchange and the ticket share aren't available for any uh, reduced capacity matches, which is not what's written in the uh, email and the FAQs that on the Ask Spurs site. So but apparently that's the case. Uh, so apparently you're not allowed to use the ticket exchange, which uh, Michael told me. Uh, you can use a ticket exchange to sell your tickets. He never mentioned anything about the reduced capacity. So again, it's some complete contradictory messages. Uh, so I'm still waiting to hear from that. They seem to have ignored me again on that one. Um, so yeah, it's just, don't know their arse from their elbow sometimes. Just get the money and then we'll come to bridges when we come to it. They've said that uh, reduced capacity, they'll let us know when uh, they know, which... <laughs> I mean, surely that has to be before the 7th of the August deadline because otherwise people are waiting to decide whether they want to pay however many hundreds or thousands of pounds here. But again, I'm, I'm sure I'll hear some more between now and the 7th of August, so I'll keep updates on here. Hi there, Mark. Welcome back. Thank you very much. Great to be back after that win yesterday. Yeah, one that I didn't see coming, to be perfectly honest. Um Although, having said that, I did think that uh, if we defended properly, we'd have a really good chance of winning because Arsenal would attack us, so there'd be space. Um, but yeah, were you optimistic, pessimistic on the fence before the game? To be completely honest, I wasn't optimistic. I felt that it would probably be a draw. Yeah. Um, and I would, have, I would have taken that before the game, to be honest. After that Bournemouth game, I mean, mm. that was just... well. One of the games of football I'd seen, yeah. so I could not go into that. And then we, you know, on the back of that, even though we beat Evan, that was we were terrible then as well. Yeah, but I expected more of the same, so no, I wasn't. I wasn't optimistic at all. So yeah, it, 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 lucky surprise. Yeah, in, in terms of the Bournemouth game, though, there's only one way to go from there. But like, he he, he had a different uh, formation uh, this time, 4-4-2. and yeah. I think. It could have been the way that Arsenal played and how it, it came into it, but Kane looked so much more like his old self. It was, I don't know how many shots he had. He must have had about four shots that were saved. So on another day, another keeper, he'd have scored a couple. But 
he, he looks so much better. He looks so much more comfortable with Son near him. Uh, I think Bournemouth and to an extent Everton, he, he was so isolated up top, really. And, and without an alley whose game is running past the midfield and, and past Kane and with Kane, he looks so isolated, whereas I thought he looked much better and a lot more interested in the game. Yeah, and okay. as well. Yeah, you could argue with Kane because he's a Spurs fan. It's North London derby, so he's always going to look more interested. But I'm not sure that that's a valid argument. I think the support that he had up top, I think, made him a lot more of a threat. And I think that probably gave him a more, bigger lease of life for the game, really. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, he definitely looked a lot sharper. He looked yeah. a lot more involved, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. He was. Um, he was in the box a lot more. He was having more shots. Yeah. Um, it looks like a really good, good way forward for us. I think that yeah. I think whether we whether we do that again, I don't know. But um, well, I, I, I hope so. Well, the, the season in terms of Champions League is done, so Europa League is our yeah. focus now. So, but. I, I think he should be playing that formation versus Newcastle. Because Newcastle are at home, so they'll attack us. Uh, and it obviously gets our best player, or best two players, on the ball a lot more in an attacking sense. So I'd be definitely playing that against Newcastle, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, I would as well. Sky, did they? Strange that who was which idiot was in the studio, but it was all a great goal by Lacazette. Great goal, Lacazette. But if Aurea controls yeah. the ball properly and heads it out properly before that, yeah, it's not a goal because yeah, they, they don't have the ball. But, but then uh, Son, obviously, I'm not sure he anticipated the bad pass, but the, the the speed he had, and they said great finish, but that's all they said and focused on a defensive mistake, which it was a defensive mistake, but then. To a lesser extent, so was their goal for us. Yeah, if you look at that goal again, that was a really, really good goal, actually. He mm. took it quite wide, didn't he? And, mm. and the way he chipped it over, the keeper, the keeper had a blinder for that. Yeah, um, yeah. And the way, you know, the keeper did everything right, I think, by coming out and spreading himself, and it was a really clever finish and so Yeah. Um, and I'm not, not to take away Lacazette's goal, but, you know, it was just, he just smashed the ball, didn't he? But it was a rocket, it was wasn't great, it? It was a great finish. It was yeah. a great finish. It was good play by Jacker as well, who, who won the ball off of. Uh, well, again, Aurier was. Uh, he wasn't. 
Zach or, what, or whatever his name is wanted it more, and then he runs across yeah. all the way to stop him being able to get to Lacazette. So it was good play by him there as well. And then Lacazette, he, he, yeah, no one would save that, I don't think. And Lois has got good reactions, but even at that pace, oh, they're not going to do anything. Yeah. So it was, a, it was a brilliant finish, by. It was a brilliant finish. It was a great, it was a great hit. It was a great yeah. hit. Um, I just wasn't, I, I wasn't concerned, Spike. I just thought we just, we started so well. Mm. I was just like, how? We had a shot in the first minute, didn't we, with more? <laughs> To that in the second half, we'll get to that a bit later on. But in terms of the far, far start, certainly the first half, I thought Morva was our best player. He he had a really good twenty minutes, and then he kind of drifted out the game a little bit. To which uh, Lacelso then came into it, uh, and then he kind of drifted out of it a bit more. Morva came back in, but he showed in that game Morva vision that I didn't even know he had. Kane's shot where he's tried to lob the keeper, and the keeper's read it, but. You can argue it's poor defending because they didn't track Kane, they didn't look at Kane, but like, still a brilliant pass from Moore, who who isn't really renowned. He's renowned, really, as a player who gets the ball to his feet, runs, takes people on as a shot. So to play like a ball like that for him, I, I didn't even know he had that vision. Mm. And, yeah, he played well. He played well. Yeah. And, uh, so he's out on the left, wasn't he, to begin with. Yeah, and he stuck uh, Kane through again in the second half, where which... Uh, was, was the shot that Kane had that was smothered, was going wide, but was smothered, which led to the corner that the winner came from. But again, it was more of his vision and, and you know, what what do you get when you've got... It might be a better position for him out there because he's got a little bit yeah. more space. It's not so congested. Um, so it gives him a little bit more time on the ball. Um, mm. I don't know. Yeah, but I, I think with your comment that it was uh, so much different from the Bournemouth game, he came out quickly. I think I think that a lot of that's to do with the formation because four four two is an attacking formation, whereas the Bournemouth game, one person up top against a team shipping goals left, right, and centre, is a fairly defensive formation. So I think an attacking formation not gives license, but it gives players, certainly attacking players, a bit of confidence to go and express themselves a bit more. And, and certainly yeah. with that start, they were, okay, we, you, you can only imagine if there, were, if there was a crowd there. After that start, one minute, the crowd would have been roaring even louder than they were at the start before the game. Yeah, I'm just glad we weren't there to see it, um, <laughs> to see it properly, you know. But, yeah. Um, it was a great feeling to beat them. Any any win over them mm. is fantastic. Um, but yeah, I, I, we just wait and see what he does versus Newcastle. But it, it's the way forward, isn't it? For now, I think whether you know what he yeah. will do next season, I don't know. But um, at least he proved that he could adapt something. You know, yeah, he he's always proved that. Really, Chelsea make used to make subs which had immediate impacts, didn't he? I think that formation works in a defensive sense and an attacking sense because that that first twenty odd minutes in the um, 
second half. We we still had four four two, Kane and uh, Son up top, but we were kind of deep defending. The defense San- Sanchez, I thought, was fantastic. I can't remember him making a mistake or looking overboard or, or anything. Aurier and Davies got caught a few times, as did Winks. We'll talk about Winks a bit later. Um, but out of field and uh, Sanchez, I thought, was superb. And yeah, again, they, they, they played really well. Um, mm. I, I agree with you. I wasn't too impressed with um, the left and the right side of fullbacks. Um, but with Aurier, <clears throat> um, I was thinking about this earlier. In a way, I actually feel quite sorry for him because he's not. It's not really his fault that he has such a key role. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. In Mourinho's team is get the ball to Aurier, and they're all slinging crosses, and he's not. Mm. You know. Like my son said, oh, his crossing's good. He's great at crossing. Is he really though? He just no. picks in about fifty crosses a game and barely any of them no. do anything. You know, you're going to keep throwing them in. You're going to get one right eventually, aren't you? Yeah, he, he, um, was fa- not- he, he was fairly productive with crosses before this lockdown, but not any kind of uh, yeah, but that's brilliant, really, brilliant productivity. That's, yeah, I just think that's because he has to do it so many times, and eventually mm. he's going to get one or two that, that do come off. Mm. Um, but that's been my argument with someone like a Lennon when you compare him to Beckham. Lennon used to put like two crosses in a game because he always used to turn around and pass it back to Chimbondo or whoever or Chaluka. Mm. Whereas you have Beckham whose game was, uh, not saying that Beckham and Aurea are the same level, but Beckham used to rain crosses in left right all, all the time at Man United. You had Cole, York, Van Nistelrooy, Sheringham, Solskjaer, all knew the crosses were coming in and going into an area. Yeah. But I, I would imagine a lot of Beckhams went nowhere or got cut out as well. But because the two that do go into the right area and the strikers have anticipated it score, they win 2-0. They're the ones that are remembered. Whereas, whereas Lennon puts maybe three crosses in, they'll get cut out or go long, but he only puts three in. So, like you say, law of averages with Aurea, I think it's just because of his defensive frailties, I think he... Um, that's the thing, yeah. That's what gets remembered rather than any crosses he puts in because we don't end up winning like 1 or 2 nil anymore with his crosses that go onto someone's head. But this is the thing, ultimately, he's a defender. Yeah. He's, not, um, he's not a winger. Um, no. he, he's there to, to be a defender, but... He's asked. He's asked more than anyone, really. I think within that team to do. Mm. You know, he's having to get up and down, up and down, throw yeah. crosses in, get back and defend. Um, not to you know, I don't. I, I, I've called him out more than anyone, um, mm. and he frustrates the hell out of me. <laughs> and he cost us a goal yesterday. But mm. I was just thinking about it. You know, he, he, we are asking an awful lot. Yeah. Of um, which is why it's so important, I think. That's the way we're going to play, and that's the type, and that, that's, that position is so vital that we need to spend. I mean, I'm not sure um, getting the lad at, at, at Norwich. Max Aarons, isn't it? I'm not keen on I'm not convinced. I mean, he's 20 years old, and mm. I haven't seen enough to, to, comment too, to comment too much on him. But is he. Do we not need someone a bit more developed and ready? If, if that mm. role is so vital, which it seems to be within, you know, it has been this season under Mourinho, then I think we should be going for someone a bit more established and we yeah. know that can come straight in and do that role. 
Yeah. Um, so who, who would you go get within reason, I, obviously? I, I, or? I, don't, I don't know, to be honest with you. I don't know much. I don't know too much about it. <laughs> you said, you said it, I never yeah, said it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Leave myself exposed there. Um, <laughs> but I don't know enough players in world football to sort of pick out one that I think would no. fulfil that role, really. Because um, you need someone like a, um, the guy at Liverpool, don't you? Um, Alexander Arnold. Yeah. You're not going to get him. No. Um, well, the thing is, though, with him, defensively, I don't think he's that good because he's never no. really asked to. But w w when he plays for England, if. if the Euros next year or whatever that we get through to the knockout group stages against teams like France, where he is asked to defend, you're gonna, then going to see how good a defender he is. Yeah. But, but, but going I'm forward, on. he's like second to none in the Premier League and but possibly he, world football. He's, um, he's still better than Norway defensively. I mean, we're not going to yeah, get yeah. to that position. I think the way that he... That Marino wants to play with that with that player. Uh, we just need someone that's better defensively. You could probably, if you, if Aurea was half decent defending, then you could probably get away with. Him. He's not he's not that bad going forward. No. Know, as you say, he's he got the second most assists, hasn't he? Yeah. After Alexander Arnold in that position, I think he's got eight assists this season. Yeah. Um. So he's not bad, but it is it really is just the defensive part of his game mm. that he's just. He's a red card or a penalty waiting to happen, isn't he? Yeah. Or a mistake, or a costly mistake like the other day. Yeah, well, I've been saying on here for a few weeks or months now that defensively, I don't think he's that bad. It's just his decision-making. Whereas decision-making yesterday was fairly good. It was his control and just... Well, you say that. He, he, what, about he, the decision, what about the decision where he was going out for a goal kick and for some unknown reason, he decided to try and control the ball and put it out for a corner. Right. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just can't get my head around why you no. would do that. It no. was clearly going out. It yeah. was clearly going out, and he tried to control it. Yeah. Unless, he, unless he didn't get a shout and he thought someone was coming in, so he bit... But yeah, I know what you mean. But like, I, I thought yesterday another good tactic that Mourinho did was Sissoko on the right because Sissoko was he tracking back him. and helping Aurea out a lot. And yeah, he protected and, him and, well. You know, he, him well. he gets a lot of uh, flack on on um, Twitter, Sissoko, and you know, he, he hasn't got the skill of like a Messi or, or Ronaldo, has he? But like, he he showed there on that right side, he's got one hell of an engine. And you look at him, he's running down the wing one minute and then tracking back to help Aurea the next. And he did that all game. So I, I think he deserves a lot of credit for that. But that, that that wasn't him deciding to do that. That was Mourinho telling him to do that, knowing that yeah. he's got the engine and, and 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 pace and athleticism to do that. So mm. I, I, I've been critical of that as well in recent episodes as well. It's on the left as well, where whoever's wide isn't tracking back. And then all, all it looks like is that Davies and Orvio are getting uh, skinned every five minutes. But but he, he didn't really get skinned, did he, Orvio? I think all the times he got done were all from his own making or own uh, lack of control or, or or silly decisions. But in terms of getting skinned, he never got skinned because Tierney, who went down their left, was faced with him and Sissoko and then had to go inside or backwards. So I, th I think... Yeah. That was good tactics and good play by the both of them. Yeah, no, he didn't. He didn't get skinned. You're right. It, it was all from his own mistakes. Yeah. Right? Anything that happened was, was his own making, really. Mm. 
Uh, but I, I, you know, so maybe if that continues, that will give him a bit of confidence. Like maybe maybe some of the the errors that he makes are because he's so worried that he's going to be isolated and uh, targeted that he panics and stuff like that. So if he knows he's got Sissoko there to back him up or whoever plays on the right to back him up, maybe you'll see a bit of change in fortunes. <laughs> I say that with a very big pinch of salt because it is Oreo and he has, it hasn't shown. In how many seasons that we've had that he will it is a painful decision actually, apart from yesterday he has improved there hasn't been as many mistakes and there hasn't mm. been many penalties he's given away and there hasn't been that many red cut you know it mm. is just he's just what because of what's happened in the past um you're just always panicking i think any mistake that he makes gets highlighted and yeah, well, yeah. i sit watch most of the games of my son and I said, see, you've done it again. And I, I'm guilty of it as, as much as, you know. So it's just because I'm, I'm so used to him doing it. Any mistake, that I don't give him any allowances, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. But actually, when I, when I sort of analyse it properly, I think, well, actually, he probably has improved. He isn't mm. doing as, as many um, sliding tackles and as many rash things as what he was doing before. Yeah. Um, so he deserves a little bit of credit for that. I think uh, I think he gets a lot of the yeah, I think he gets a lot of the play because I think because of all the mistakes and the rashness that he does have, teams target him. Play it over there, he might get a chance because he might slide in, miss it, and 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 like Mustafi did twice with Kane, where he dived in, where Kane had the shot, and when he dived in again, and Kane headed it past him and then played it to Son. So you you. you I mean, any three of those defenders for Arsenal based on yesterday and this season, you could target any one of them, couldn't you? Because they've all got mistakes in them. But I think Aurier is, is quite clearly the one in our defence who has the most mistakes. So I think teams target him. So if you've got Sissoko they, when, helping him out, I think at least he's got a bit of backup there. So if he does dive in, hopefully you'll have a Sissoko round the back who, like, OK, you've beaten him, you've got to beat me now. I was surprised when um, Davis and Aurea both got yellow cards and they didn't target them more, especially Aurea, yeah. like you said. And I mm. mentioned it the other week. You can never understand why yeah, yeah. the fullback has picked up a yellow card. Why did that? Mm. I mean, Aurea, you know, as we've said, he's a red card waiting to happen. Once he picked up a yellow, you would have thought that they would have just targeted, you know, wound him up a little bit, give him a little dig, you know, yeah. just watch him go off like a firework. Yeah, I've, I've never understood that. When Man United had Ronaldo on the right and the uh, the other team's right back gets a yellow card, switch him over. Yeah, I've it's never understood. I've never understood it, but yeah. well, yeah, I would probably pick it up and not give a red card anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of Aurea, I think it's worth mentioning. Uh, waking up to the news today that his brother was murdered outside a nightclub in France. I think it was, and just. Absolutely horrendous stuff to have to deal with, and like no matter what anyone thinks of him as a player, like you, you got to feel for him there, and I hope he's all right and, and support him there. But like, no matter what anyone thinks of him as a player, that's just something absolutely unbelievable to happen. So hopefully he's all right, and then yeah, it goes without saying that we obviously send our. Best wishes as a yeah. club and as us as a podcast. Not that it will yeah. ever. I'm sure he listens to us, Chris. Doesn't he? Well, I'm sure listen. he's one of, the, one of the listeners. I'm sure. Well, surely but, the yeah, squad do, and then play it before the game. Surely, without my yeah. oh, tactical no, knowledge, I'm in here. Yeah, 
Do you but, think he'll yeah, play against Newcastle or, or? No, I wouldn't have yeah. thought so. Um, are, are they, I, as I say, he's quite, he comes across as quite an emotional yeah. guy, doesn't he? Yeah. The way he plays is emotional, and I think that's why he gets himself into trouble sometimes. I, I think Jose comes across, doesn't he, as a bit lack of empathy, but I think that's that's in front of the uh, cameras. But I think for something like this, Jose will be brilliant for him. Yeah, no, he he, you know, he should be allowed to go back to France and to be with his family and yeah. uh, for such a tragic thing to happen. It's yeah. disgusting. Oh, it's just yeah. uh, for, uh, for their whole family. And I hope you know he's okay and um, that his family are okay. And uh, yeah, just just a disgusting thing to happen, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. so sorry for the guy. It's, yeah. Um, yeah, I hundred percent echo those thoughts. Hopefully he's okay, and if he doesn't want to play, then he can. Go back to France, be with his family, and grieve at this awful, yeah. awful stuff. Uh, so that's a negative play um, covered. As we say, hope all is okay and his family are okay. But uh, another player that I wanted to talk about, and I, I was glad that he played from this because I thought he has to play because he gets what a North London derby is about, and that was Harry Winks. And he's another one who seems to divide opinion, certainly on Twitter. Again, he's not like a Rolls Royce of a player. He's not going to skin a load of people like a Dembele and then score a thunderbolt, is he? But I thought he marshaled in front of that defence quite well. He got done a couple of times where he got spun on. But I'd imagine most, unless you're N'Golo Conte, every player in that position gets spun on and, and done a couple of times. But I thought what he did, he did well. He, he got the ball, always looked forward, passed it simple, uh, put his foot in. He's obviously got a bit of passion there because he's a Spurs fan as well, so he'd get what the North London derby's about. Um, what do you think? How do you think he did? And, and in general terms, at, at what do you think of him? Um, yeah, I mean, I, to be honest, I watch. I, I obviously listen to your breakdowns of games, and I listen to the one on Bournemouth, which must have been hell for you to do. <laughs> so I don't watch well, the I, I got told by someone today, I forget his name on Twitter, but he, he found the lack of the uh, frustration that was clearly evident quite funny. So, yeah, so no, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it's it's it. nice that my turmoil game. talking about stuff is entertaining people at least. It entertained me, so that was good. <laughs> um, but it was more entertaining than the game, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I don't watch games in the same. I don't. I watch it. I just enjoy watching football, so I can't break down right. you know, how they play, how they played, and what their you know the positional plan. But I just yeah, he, he for me what he does is he, he sits in there doesn't he and just mm. distributes the ball. And um, like you say, he plays a bit of passion as well. Mm. Um, I've, I've never had a problem with with Winks. So he's another one mm. that gets a lot. There isn't a player out there, Chris, that doesn't get bloody stick on Twitter. To be honest, he's such a yeah, yeah, yeah. But he seems to divide opinion a lot. He seems to divide opinion yeah. a lot. Someone like a Kane, you'll get the odd person going, oh, he's rubbish, sell him. But on the whole, it's like, brilliant player, blah, blah, blah. Same with like a son. But Wink seems to get really a 50-50 kind of deal. I don't really understand what his role is, really. Hmm. Um, well, I think I he's had to adapt as well. Play. I don't think he's really, naturally, that, that kind of sit in front of the defence and marshal. I think he's like... Uh, uh, with respect, like a, a, a less strong Dembele. He gets the ball, drives with it and passes it and, and 
springs play along. Well, obviously, not as strong as Dembele. I think that's his natural play, and then he's been asked in this system to just marshal. So it's taken him a little while to come to terms with that. But I, I quite like him, and he, he's passionate and will always put his foot in and always give 100%. The way that I see him is like a Modric type. Not, and again, I'm not saying he's anywhere near yeah. him, but, that, but that's how I see his, mm. his type of role. Uh, I could be wrong on that, but that's how I see him, is that, that type of position where he just gets the ball and his, his, his job is just to keep the ball moving. Mm. Um, but he, can always, he, he, he kept going forward, didn't he, which was good. Yeah. He was always looking for the forward pass. Yeah. Uh, he, he didn't always do that, to be honest with you. Mm. I don't think that that's, that's necessarily his fault. I think we're just so sort of pragmatic now, and just we just wait for the perfect opening. That's just Mourinho's tactics. Mm. Um, but I thought he had a good game. I, you know, I, I, there isn't really, apart from Davis and Aurier, there isn't a player out there. I don't think that had a, that had a bad game. To be honest with you, I think they all, and even you know, Davis and Aurier, they worked hard. Um, mm. And you know, and, and let's be honest, you know, they've got their sort of free free pronged attack. And was difficult for the fullbacks as mm. well. Um, so, you know, yeah. Yeah, he, he did well. I yeah. have no issues with him at all. I quite like him. I like wings. I think he's yeah. a good player. One of the questions that always gets asked, and it's always, I mean, it obviously depends on who sees your tweet and who answers it, but like, it's always a lot of people saying that we should sell him. And it just, I don't get that at all. You know. How much would you get for it? Well, I don't know, but like. No, but like he's never going to like you know turn into like a Messi and 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 you know set the world alight, you know. But he he he's not that kind of player who who scores a hatful of goals. He's your kind of linchpin kind of player. Like my my friend who I was speaking to today is a Man United fan. He he likened him to Carrick again, not as good as an influential as Carrick, but like you said, strings the game along, always looking for the forward pass, keeping the game moving, and you know. Those players, if, if if they're out of your team, you notice that. Yeah, a, a controversial controversial moment for me. You see, Modric, I, I was a fan of Modric, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I know that how, what a fantastic player he was. But like you just said, until he went, you don't understand how influential exactly. he actually was. Yeah. Um, and again, I just think, you know, for me, I love the flair players. So I love mm-hmm. Van der Vaart and Bao. Whereas a lot of people said, you know, that Modric is the biggest loss. Modric is more of a mm. loss than that. And I yeah, get that. Yeah. Because, you know, he, as you see, he just sat there and he just... Get the... So Winks is another one. You don't really notice. Mm. He does all the hard does. stuff and the dirty work yeah. that people don't want to do. Exactly. So, you know, you need players like that around. Yeah. So I don't really get, get yeah. them on the stick. All right, he, he has crap games sometimes. Who doesn't? You yeah. know? But it's just highlighted so much, isn't it? Yeah, I just, I just think you, you can't have the fair, flair players in that team, in a team, if you don't have the people willing to do the dirty work for them. Mm. Unless you're nineteen seventies Brazil, or nineteen seventy odds uh, Holland, you, you need the people yeah. who are willing to do the dirty work and just keep it simple and. So yeah, I, yeah. Even I, even the great Barcelona team a few years ago had Busquets doing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah all, all the teams have it now. You have to have the players. Yeah. I, I just think some people on Twitter just see that he doesn't score like 15 goals in midfield a season and go, oh, he's rubbish, get rid of him. And it's just, it's, it's not that simple, I don't think. Because I, I think you would miss him if we sold him. Like you say, everyone has a bad game. 
Yeah, he's not a player. You know, again, there isn't many players for me that I, with the, if the right offer came in, that I wouldn't sell. Mm. Um, so I would sell Wings if the yeah, right yeah. offer came in. But mm-hmm. I'm not. It's not one that I'd be actively looking to move on no. because we've got to take into consideration the homegrown yeah. um, uh, players that you need as well. And he's a player for my youth team. Why? Why would we want to mm. get rid of him um, if he's happy to be around? Um, obviously, I want to get better players in every position if we can. But he's not someone that I, you know, he he, he can definitely do a job for us. Still. Yeah. I also think as well it's important in a team like Man United have got this now with Rashford, Greenwood, McTominay, just to name three. Uh, I'm trying to think about Liverpool have got Alexander-Arnold, Henderson you can argue as well. Uh, you need players who get the club. You can buy all of these world-class players from abroad, but if they don't get the club... It's all going to be fine when it's all going well and you're playing well. But you, and then new players come in. You need uh, someone to show them the ropes who knows the club. So we've obviously got the two Harrys here. But you look at Chelsea before this season. Before this season, Abraham Hudson Odoi was kind of a little tiny bit. But Mount and uh, uh, what's the other one? Loftus Cheek. You know they get the club, but they were nowhere to be seen. The first team near the first team. So, I, you know, whereas now, I mean, they're, they're inconsistent, but if they keep all of, all of those players, they'll only get better and better. And then they've got a core there of, of players who know the club and know that you can argue that there isn't a tradition at Chelsea now because of, of Abramovich and all that, and then City as well. But certainly with Liverpool, there's a tradition at Liverpool and Man United. And there's a tradition at Tottenham, whether that's been lost now and Mourinho coming in and Levy taking over is to be argued. But, but you've got two players there who know the club and I think that's important. Well, I agree. I, t- I totally agree with you. Um, you need that. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's a connection with the fans. He's been there since he was, what, seven, eight years of age. Yeah. He's from a, a family of uh, Tottenham fans. Hmm. Um and uh, you want them players? Why? You know, I'd rather someone like Harry Kane in our team who is smashing it up than sign the player for 70, 80 million Who's you know, he's like Aguero at Man City. Hmm. There's no way Aguero would have turned of Man City growing no. up in Argentina. It's a chance. Um, he's there for the money. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. You know, there's nothing we. we there's nothing wrong with it, but what would you prefer? A player coming from a youth team scoring 30 goals a season or someone costing you untold, you know, 300 grand a week um, coming from a, from, a, from abroad and doing it? Yeah. Um, everyone, there, there isn't a person out there from, from any club that would, wouldn't want players from your own academy and you're producing, producing them yourself. We all want that. Yeah. Um, and it's good for the England team as well, isn't it? So, yeah. I think one of the seasons that Man City have struggled this year is getting rid of company, even if he's not playing. He he was one of the, the, the big money signings that came in who now gets the club. To be fair, uh, he was he actually came, I think, before the actually before the money as well. Did he? I, oh, right. before. I, I, I could be wrong, Chris, yeah, on that. Yeah. I think he may have come he he either come very early into when they took over. Um, or he came just before the money, yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he you can get that. I mean, I think like Batongan gets gets mm, the club. Yeah. Um, 
I think you, you'd have had them at Arsenal over the years, the players that have been there for so long, they get the, you know, you, you can get that 100%. And I think even like, you know, Aguero now obviously would care about Man City, but he didn't come in to Man City because it's Man City, did he? No, no. He came into Man City because they offered him a shed load of money yeah. uh, to go and play for them, which yeah. is fair enough. That's what they're, that's what they're built on. Yeah. They're not one of the traditional big six Clubs, aren't yeah. they? I, I think I think with a company leaving, they kind of lost that kind of person. Uh, you, you could argue they'll lose it with David Silva, but they have got Phil Foden, who was, I think he came through the youth, the setup, didn't he? So he'll get it. But, they did. I think they're a Man City fan, I think. Yeah. yeah, but even more so with Tottenham and, and Arsenal and Chelsea and teams like that, not so much um, Man City, but there, there are so many London derbies compared to what a Man City have, the Manchester derby... You can argue Liverpool now is their biggest rival, so that's a kind of unofficial derby. But the two yeah. for the season, we, we we have God knows how many. Brentford come well, up, that's another down, London one. Fulham come up, that's Palace. another one. Yeah, so UPR, yeah, Charlton over the years. Yeah, so you need those players in the dressing room to like. Uh, I can't think of the word. Tell the players and and point out to the players how important these kind of games are to the fans. So I think you definitely need those kind of players. So I'd keep Winks. Kane I'd keep, but I'm not sure that's going to be our decision in a couple of years' time. Um, oh, no, I, I think we, next season to keep for Kane. If, I don't think he's going to leave this summer. No. Uh, I truly believe that. I don't think there's any chance of Kane leaving this summer. I don't think mm. he'll... He's not, I don't think he's going to put in a transfer request. Um, yeah, not this year, no. Not just... Just to break, just to break there. So I've got the Man United game in the background. Southampton are just equalised in the ninety-fifth oh. minute. Oh, is it Ings? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't Ings. No. Did he set it up? Um, uh, no, I don't even think he set it up. Oh. In the corner. I'm just, I'm just waiting for the replay. Just oh. waiting for the replay. Tell me, is that over Femi scored it? Oh. Fantasy um, football isn't doing too well for me at the moment. So I'm. The, our game's finished. It's all about fantasy football now. I need the points. Ward Prowse um, corner flicked on by someone who wasn't Ings and then he scored. Um, anyway, sorry about that. Yeah, so I don't think James <laughs> the type that's going to put on, um, who's going to put in the transfer request. And I think, in fairness, you know, this has been a stop-start season for various reasons that we all know about and won't go into. So I, I think that it would be, I don't think he's going to put the transfer request. Yeah. I, I do think that. Yeah. Wait and see how we get on next season. And, yeah. and that's the, it's the big, I told you that the last one. This is the biggest moment for Tottenham, I think, in in a decade. It's how where we go now and yeah. what we do now. Because we're going to make no mistake. Yes, not paper over the cracks of that win yesterday by saying by thinking we're you know we're we're any good because we're not. You know we're not at all. We're 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 behind Sheffield United, Wolves, Leicester. Um, hmm. that's the level although that, Leicester uh, are in free fall at the moment aren't they um, they are they are um, but they was they was pretty much in control of that game yesterday um, they yeah. went a bit a bit, a bit, a bit wrong didn't they but um, they are in free fall we're better I'm not saying we're not any better than Leicester I think we'll be ahead of them again next season but we need we need to, to strengthen yeah, and, yeah. No, and they're all going to you know well, we were talking about it during the lockdown, saying, you know, that the whole transfer market's going to change and, and this, that and the other. I'm not sure it is. 
Well, Jose did say, didn't he, that they we're making we're going to sign players in in the summer. He said, he said that. Of, yeah, he said that recently. It's the level he? Of, he did. It's the level of what we're going to sign that we really need to. Levy's a businessman. He must know that he has to. Yeah. He, he sees the games as well. He's at every home in the, home game at least that we know. He's in, sitting in the stands. He sees it as well. Mm. And if he knows anything about bloody football, he must know that <laughs> we're not good enough at the minute. Yeah. And he's, yeah. he's culpable about the reasons why we're not good enough at the minute because he sat on his hands for two windows um, and that's why there's that decline now. Mm. Um, so he needs to eradicate the mistakes that he made and he needs to fix them. Yeah. And that's going to cost money and it's going to cost him more money than what it would have done. You know, we could have had a, 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 a Grealish or, or whatever, you know, just to come yeah, in. I, and that's that's something that really winds me up where he wouldn't pay an extra I know, three million of what it was and five million for Fernandez and just. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but yeah, it's, it's not entirely his fault. I, I think I had a bit of a section on that last episode, but not entirely his fault. But in, in terms of those stuff, that's entirely his fault then. Not not everything can be blamed on Levy. The same as not everything can be blamed on Mourinho or anything. You know, there's 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 a variety of reasons we're in the position we're in now. Mm. Um, but make no mistake that Levy has has um, made overs, been left wanting when it comes to comes to transfers and everything else. Mm. You know, he, he needs to take responsibility for that and try and. Mm. Right, them wrongs really because but, that's the position yeah. we're in now. I think Mourinho has to like dig in and really say we need this as well if he's not listening. I think that's part of what Pochettino didn't pretend, possibly do. He said he wanted these players, that players, and all that. And as soon as Levy said no, it was like okay. But so I, I, I think that obviously I've got no basis for knowing that, but that, that's just what I. I I can't imagine Jose if he's got his heart set on I want that player and Levy goes no that Jose will go okay like, so he, he's got to really go you, you want us to move forward and you want me to win things we need that player you go out again but like in terms of Kane I think I think you're right he won't put in a transfer request this season whether we get in Europa or not Next season, we have to be looking to get into. We have to be doing well to be Champions League lookalikes. Otherwise, he's definitely going to go. And then by the end of the season, if we're not in Champions League, I think that could be the straw that uh, broke his back a little bit. I hope not, but I hope, I hope we always, progress. And then Kane wants to stay. I've always stood by the fact that I, I do honestly believe that if Mourinho is given the right amount. Of yeah, he can he, he can definitely get us up there and win us cups. So mm. no, I know whether I like the football or anything else. I don't really. If he, if he, I can take crap football if mm. we're winning. It's yeah. when we're drawing with Bournemouth and, and yeah. everything else. Yeah. Although I did moan about the Everton win as well, but we were happy, weren't we? We won. We got the three points. Yeah. It wasn't quite great. Well, that that, that came after take, a I shocking take... game as well. So it's just right, just. Put that behind you, get yeah. get three points. Yeah, yeah, and we were happy about that. It's, it is just the fact when you're not when you're not winning football matches and you are playing that way, that's when it... But I do believe if he is given the right amount of money um, mm. and, and, and yeah, given I the opportunity well. to strengthen, I, I, I really believe that he can mm. he can do things. It's just whether Levy's going to do that. Yeah. Why would you get a, that manager in 
if you're not going to back him. Yeah. But is it is it what we said before that they believe they truly believe? Actually, we just needed to get someone in who can get. We've got good players, mm. and we just need to get them going again. And now that he's starting to think, well, actually, we haven't got the we haven't got the players that I thought we had. Yeah, I can't they believe Mourinho is thinking the players are good enough, e- even though it looked no, like no, yesterday. Even though it looked like yesterday, and we'll talk about it in the second half. Uh, based on yesterday's second half, um, that it looks like they're coming to terms with the way that he wants to play, and because we look solid. But we'll, we'll talk about that a bit later on. But yeah, I, I can't imagine he thinks, "Yep, yeah, this is a squad that's good enough for right. me." So yeah, right. we have to sign people, and, and, and not just that. You have to sign people to show a bit of an intent if you want to keep people like Kane. Which is what I said to you last time. I mean, I don't think it's a realistic one now because it looks, I think West Ham will probably stay up now. But someone like a Declan Rice, yeah. whether he'd want to come or not, you'd have to pay for the nose to get him. But that's the mm. kind of, you know, Man United are looking at Sancho and, and, and mm. Chelsea have signed some good players. We need to be ambitious. If you, mm. you can't be a top club without having top players and bringing top players in. It's as simple as that. You, you mm. have to do that. We got lucky with Pochettino and what he mm. what he got out of that squad. Um, but now, if we want to remain at that level, you have to invest because mm. even teams like Wolves and that, they've got a bit of money behind them. Everton are going to spend. Um, and, and if yeah, you're, I, if, I fear for Wolves a little bit. I think they could lose some of their players. That, that Jimenez is being linked with a few teams. Including us. Hmm. He won't come to us, yeah. but like teams like Barcelona are after him, I think. Really? I, I could be wrong there. It's, it's, it's a big Spanish team, but I'm not sure if it's that big. But like he, he's been linked to a lot of places. Okay. But I, but I, mean, I fear I with them they could lose a few of their players. Burnley as well. I know they're not massively up there, but defensively, Burnley are superb. Sean Dyche has done a brilliant job there. Yeah. Nick I mean, Pope, I'd like. I think he's the best. Well, is he the best England keeper? Was it Henderson? He, they, they're both definitely ahead of Pickford, in my view. Mm. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think a lot, a lot of teams could look to poach teams like that. But yeah, Everton have got money behind them now. Wolves do have money, so if they did get rid of Jimenez, they'd get a lot of money for him and buy someone else in. Mm. Um, Le- Leicester, for me, are two players away, Vardy and Madison, from being an average team. So their their whole game their whole yeah their whole game is geared towards giving the giving Vardy the ball and getting him to chase it and then people joining in. So if he got injured, Iniacho's good, but he he's not a sprinter of a striker. If you know what I mean, like he's not going to run the channels constantly. And, and I don't think there's a striker in the league who's quicker than Vardy, is there? But yeah, and Madison, they, they, they've lacked a bit of creativity against Arsenal. They only look like scoring once the guy got sent off. Yeah, Madison's been out for a few games as well. Hasn't yeah, he? I, I think they've no. I think uh, they've missed him. So I think if Vardy went out as well, as good as Iniacho is, I, I think it completely messes up their game plan. I'm not sure they've got a plan B, but. But, you know, they, they finished like ninth or 10th last season, didn't they? So to finish wherever they're going to finish this season is a marked improvement. They got money, so they will invest. 
But there, there you go, though. There, there's a perfect example. I wouldn't say that I want Madison because I don't particularly. Mm. I think he's a good player. I don't particularly like him. So it's just my own personal. Mm. I just I have a personal dislike for him for some reason. <laughs> um, but they're, 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 they're the kind of teams that perhaps we should be looking. You no, know, like a Wolves. Mm. Um, you know, go poach their their mm. players. Um, that's that's the kind. Of, if you want to be ambitious, and so that's what we should be doing. Um, would would we be able to get someone will. from Wolves or, or Leicester, being that they're going to finish above us? I don't think we will, but that's what we should be doing. Uh, I don't think we will do it. Um, they were talking about um, Tiore, weren't they? The, the quick guy. Well, oh, Tiore, yeah. Uh, yeah, Tiore, sorry. We missed the City yesterday against, and uh, cost me points. He did. I know, I see that, yeah. I'm not saying that that's the kind of player that I would want, but... No. You know, they've got some players, but Neves, you know, they've got some players mm. there. Um, one player I like... We won't go into it. One player I like is David Brooks, but again, that's a, it's not a high-profile player. That's one for the future, which, although he'd be good for us, I think, in the long term, I think what we need really is a bit of a marquee signing, just to show a bit of an yeah, intent. Who would, you, who would you like as a marquee? What, what, when you say marquee, what, who would you... Have you got anyone in mind that you're thinking... Well, there's two really, but like one of them was Rakitic because he was free, but that doesn't look like happening. The other one would be a Coutinho if that's on a loan. But yeah. I think other than that, you know, Bale's always going to be a marquee signing, but his wages, he's priced himself out of any move apart from China, really. But yeah, I'm not sure. He, I'm not sure we we need him. No, I get fed up with the Bale links. Um, it's never going to happen. He's never. He's never going to come back to us. He's, he's so far out of our stratosphere in terms of wages. Um, but I know he, he, he didn't need the money, but why would he? he he's got his... Yeah. He's going to go to China or something. He's won everything. Um, he's won four Champions Leagues or whatever. Although he always did say maybe he'd like to come back to Tottenham. I don't think that. It's never going to happen. Like you say... Well, he's on like he's 500 a grand a week and we wouldn't even be able to afford half of that. No, and I think Coutinho would be a good one. Um, he's got Premier League experience. He's a playmaker. We, we've really missed Ericsson since he left, in my opinion. Yeah. Lo Celso did quite well in in that role yesterday, but in in fits and starts, not consistently throughout the game. Coutinho's gettable. Coutinho's mm. gettable, isn't he? Um, yeah, it'd be a loan, but yeah, I think just pay the bloody wages. He's a player that we need. He's a player that you um, know his quality. He, he's won stuff at Barcelona. He must have won the league while he's been at Barcelona. He, but he has, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, my, my, I think Rakitic has gone now. So I, I, Has he gone? Well, I think the chance to get him on a free has gone. I, I think he oh, might okay. have signed a contract. So, but I, I, haven't, I, but, but I haven't heard anything about Coutinho is off the table now or but doesn't want to leave or whatever. So I'd go try and get him. Yeah, I think that'd be... Um, I'd love that. And can you, Kane would love that as well, wouldn't he? Because you, you saw that Liverpool, Liverpool's way of playing is get it to the strikers, get their way sorted. And that, that, that's been the case through Gerrard and Torres, uh, Coutinho and Sturridge and Suarez, and now with uh, Henderson, Wijnaldum and then uh, Firmino, Mane and Salah. Mm. Uh, and, you know... So you know that Coutinho can play that way, and then you know that's just going to encourage, which which happened yesterday with this four four two. It encourages people like Kane and Son to make runs. 
It also just gives the whole club a lift, doesn't it, getting yeah. a player like that. It just lifts the whole the whole atmosphere of the club and it gives a bit of belief. Um, whilst um, and Don Belli was a was a mega signing, um, he isn't a superstar, is he? No, he, um, he was wanted by a lot of Europe's top clubs, though, wasn't he? So no, he, don't get me wrong. He, he, he was a marquee signing that just hasn't worked yet. Yeah, I was yet, buzzing to yet. get him. But he, he isn't he isn't an established no. Coutinho level no. player, um, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, and Lacelso, I think, is going to be a fantastic player, mm. but he isn't uh, he isn't an established no. player. Whereas I think if a Coutinho come in, who everyone in world football's heard of, um, it's it's more of a marquee signing, isn't it? In that yeah, aspect. that's who I'd go get. I, I like David Brooks, and it, he'd be very gettable from Bournemouth. Yeah, but, 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 yeah, I, I'm not sure that uh, it's the right one to get at the moment. But Similar to like Cantwell at, Cantwell at Norwich is a good player, but not at the moment. I I like he's Cantwell, more yeah. he's more one for the future. But, but this is what we should be doing. And it's not marking players getting players. them from relegated teams, is it, really? No, no, but then the, the, you get both, don't you? Mm. You get a Coutinho, but you also go and get Brooks as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what we should be doing. We should. We should. Well, I think we can't yeah. always get marquee signings, mm. and marquee signings, we just said with Vendon, but they don't always work out. And the ones like Deli Ali, um, that cost you a relatively mm. small amount, can work out. Yeah. Um, I, and I, even I, like yeah. a bow, you know. It's not all about signing mega mega money players. Yeah, I'd definitely get Hoiberg because um, I think that's someone we desperately need, that defensive midfielder that will allow Winks yeah. to play a bit further forward. Yeah. And, and then oh, if okay. and then if you need needs be if Hoiberg's injured, suspended or whatever, then you know Winks can play there. Um so yeah, I I I'd Yeah. Coutinho would be my marquee signing. Yeah, no, I I'd, I'd go along with that, yeah. definitely. Okay, so slightly gone off topic on the Arsenal game, which we'll get back to after the break. Uh, certainly in the second half, Aubameyang had a real good chance that really striker of his calibre should be scoring. Could have been a different game. He didn't. Uh, we got away with it and then we won. Not that I'm complaining, so we'll talk about that. And a certain uh, money bag team who have had a ban rescinded, which is ridiculous. So we'll talk about that as well. Uh, back in a bit. And we're back. So uh, we'll get back on topic about the Arsenal game. Um, obviously, we rode our luck in the second half. Um, the, the Mourinho way came into effect, so we sat back. Bamiam should have scored. Um, yeah, so were you nervous in that second half? Certainly the first 20 minutes? Because I, I honestly thought that we, we would concede a goal which we should have done. I honestly thought we could see the goal because we were so deep, not closing them down, and they were getting all of the space and all of the ball. I'm always nervous. In, uh, <laughs> regardless. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm always nervous every game at the minute, to be honest, um, using yeah. the tactics that we do, but especially that when we beat Arsenal 5-1, I was still nervous in the <laughs> first minute. Um, it's just it's just the nature of the game. Uh, but yeah, I was nervous and... Um, we definitely uh, gave them a few chances to get back into it. Yes, be honest about it. Mm. As much as um, I was praising 
going out on the front foot and the way we played in the first half. Mm. Um, we did, um, not surprisingly, go back at one yeah. all to the way that we've, we've been playing all season. Yeah. I'm not sure why we changed, though, because in that first half, apart from Lacazette's goal, I can't remember them having a, a clear-cut chance. I'm sure they had a few chances, but I, I, I can't remember them having a clear, clear-cut chance. And we had a few. We, we had more in the second half, but like we had a few, and we looked a lot more dangerous than we did in that first 20 minutes of the second half, so obviously you can't really criticise it that much because we ended up winning. But I don't really understand why we suddenly went like that, unless... I mean, Jose must have seen something or, or in that first half that I didn't see or we didn't see, and then it's worked out. But, yeah. Yeah, it's just um, it's just the game plan, isn't it? And it worked. Mm. I'm not going to... I'm not going to knock it. Um, and I think he, he has... A, this is why I find him so, so frustrating as well. And he pointed out, again, the Man United game, that there was a tactic, and if it wasn't for the penalty decision, we would have got the win there as well. Um, and he definitely had... He definitely um, had tactics to get them three points yesterday. Mm. Um, as frustrating as it can be to watch sometimes. Um and I think it was uh, someone asked him after the game, didn't it? Why did you decide to do the different formation? Was it to get a bit more whip and all that? And I think he said something along the lines of, "Oh, how much are you paying me for this lesson, or something like that?" <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and he said something about Amazon. You know, you have to watch the Amazon documentary or something. Or Amazon is very lucky they got it all or something. Well, I'll, so have, to pa- I'll have to pay him because I'm watching that. Well, I, I knew. You, uh, yeah, I know. Mean, <laughs> we both said. Uh, do you know what? I've I've, re- I've reversed my thing. I am gonna watch. I am gonna watch it because there's so much going on at that. Club. I just need to know okay. what has happened. Well, when I don't you want to tell you, when you've watched when, when you've watched it, you can come on here. I'll be quiet. You can give a review. I will do. I will do. <laughs> I will do. And I, I can guarantee you'll watch it because no. there'll be things happening that you'll want to see what's happened. We won't go on to that because we'll start we'll start going off on the tangent again. Yeah. Uh, we'll concentrate on the game, but yeah. It, it, it was it was definitely a, a chalk and cheese performance, wasn't it? The way we yeah. started, the way that we we sort of I, then yeah. just reverted back. Um, I, yeah. I still think with this defensive play, we do look dangerous on the second half. Jermaine Genus pointed out a match of the day too that uh, that the four four two, specifically the two, because they were so close that they they were playing off each other, close to each other. So when we hoofed it long. It took about five Arsenal players out of the game because they were closing us down. But the, that first 20 minutes of the second half, that wasn't happening. It was just being hoofed long, going nowhere and coming straight back. And, and I mean, we got away with it for 20 minutes, but for 45 minutes, you wouldn't be able to do that, I don't think. But, but really, it, our Arsenal had the game, or, or the second goal there, when Aubameyang was completely clear, terrible marking. It was... Just, the, the the one bit of, of defensive play from the two centre defenders who didn't pick him up, he's about twelve yards out, wasn't he? Slammed it against the post, but really he should be scoring there. And I don't really yeah, know how he's missed. Him. No, we we definitely got away with that one. Mm. Um, that's for sure. Um, we also hit the crossbar, didn't we? Uh, with David yeah, it was an amazing effort. I was screaming, "Don't shoot! Don't shoot!" Oh, unlucky! But uh, but the, it's a completely different uh, post shot, isn't it? A bar shot because that one he had no real um, no, right no to score. It was a brilliant save, I have to say. Yeah, 
fingertip yeah. save, and at the time it didn't look like a save, but a brilliant save. Their keeper was man of the match for them. Getting, yeah, but a Bamiang like eight yards out. It wasn't particularly why, like Alan Smith said. I don't know what game he was watching or what angle he was watching from, but he should be scoring there, or at the very, very least, making Lorries make a, a brilliant save. And then he had the volley straight afterwards, which to beat someone like Loris from there is going to be difficult. But he, he got that one on target, which. The one against the post, if he gets out on target, it's, it's most likely going in unless it's straight down Loris's throat. So we definitely rode our luck. Yeah, without a doubt. We, yeah, we, we definitely got lucky um, with that one for sure. Yeah. Uh, but, but, no question about that. Yeah. Do, do you think we deserve to win based on the play? Because I had a look, Arsenal had four shots on target. We had nine. So even though they had a lot more of the ball... I think they had about 63% possession, I think. Even though they had a lot more of the ball, they didn't really work Loris that much. Just the the, the goal, you, you could argue the goal, which didn't work him because it flew past him before he even knew what was happening. The, the post shot should have gone in and then the volley save. But other than that, I can't really remember anything where, you know, Martinez, Martinez is that the Arsenal keeper name? Yeah. Uh, he, he made at least six saves. So in terms of, it's that age-old thing, isn't it? Is you can have as much of the ball as you want. If you don't do anything with it, you're not going to score. But so they had their few chances, and then we'd have had to chase the game if we went two-one down. So then you can argue that they'd have had all the chances there, and then games turn on 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 moments like that. But do you, do you think on balance we deserve to win or draw a fair result, or we deserve to lose, or or what do you think about that? I think I think we deserve to win. Um... I think if I was if it, if it was the other way round, um, I wouldn't be too happy because I would look at the possession. Um, I'd look at the possession stats and think we should be winning that game. But we're, I, because we're now getting used to the way that Mourinho plays football, we're we're sort of looking at that and think, well, this is just the way that we play. Hmm. Um, so we're used to just giving up possession of the football, aren't we? We're yeah. doing it against, against most teams now. Um, so I have to say, yes, we deserve to win. We had, was it, nine shots on target? I think so, yeah. The, the actual yeah. attempts were fairly even, 15 to us, 13 to them. I, but, think, yeah, but, I think if you look at but it, in terms of you know, In terms of making the keeper work, we were far more productive in that, that aspect. I think if Kane, if Kane's shooting would have been better, better yesterday, he would have definitely had a couple. And if Son would have squared in the ball, yeah, yeah. Shooting himself, he would have had a goal. So I think we had the better chance. Yeah, I, I don't know why he didn't pass that to him there. And he, there was a gap there to pass it to him. And, and the pass was on. Yeah. I've been yeah, critical of Kane in recent games where he's looked a bit lethargic. And there was that cross from Ndombele against Bournemouth, and he, he should have been flying into that, and he kind of just stood there. Whereas that one, when Sun was going through, he was—I mean—he's never going to catch Sun, is he? But like you could see, he was really trying to get up with him, and yeah, he should have passed that there. But you, you can't really criticise Sun. He scored a goal and assisted one, and got in a win. Um, yeah, no, we yeah, just that. yeah, we definitely deserved to win. Yeah. Um, and a fully fit Sun and would would have uh, done something there to pass it to him, I think. Yeah, the, the only stats that matter, isn't it, is the end result, and it was 2-1 to us. Um, yeah. So you can go on about possession and everything else. Um, 
I think in terms of chances created, we deserve to win because we created almost double more uh, shots at target, I mean. But in terms of the actual balance of play, I don't think you could really argue if if, if you got a draw. So I, I think, but then, you know, Arsenal's defensive uh, frailties, we, we talked about Oreo with ours, their entire back three was... Uh, Oh, it's just awful, isn't it? And he's given him new contracts. But I know. I, I just kept saying, just, just keep running at them. Just get the ball and run at them. Yeah. They're useless. Yeah. They're so bad. But then that's all the the pundits were focusing on. But when you've got like Sol Campbell in the studio, it's going to happen, isn't it? Like, oh, he oh, him referring to Kane as Harry. Oh, it's like you're not his buddy. You're not his teammate. You're not his fan. He's Mister Kane to you. And, and you should be saying that on a Zoom call because you shouldn't be anywhere near the stadium. But I think they only put him on there to wind people up, wind Spurs fans up now because he's on there every North London derby. But it was good that they got his reaction when they showed us going back into the uh, dressing room all happy and he was unhappy about it. So should have spoken to him more about that, see if he'd cry. Yeah, I don't. I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I told my son to... To tell me when um, he was off the screen and the gate opened, I can't watch him. I just no. refuse to watch him. But yeah. I can't bite him. Like, yeah. He's just a horrible human being, so I'm concerned, and yeah. I don't want to spend any of my time looking at him, listening to him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they did. I said to you before that I was I'm moving into a new place, and I was considering <laughs> considering getting Sky again, but that. Um, that made the decision very easy for me when I see that they had put him on yeah. uh, again and had Adam Smith um, in the commentary box. Uh, I just think it's it's purely done to to wind up Tottenham fans because unless they're bloody stupid, uh, they must know that that's going to really wind up Tottenham fans. Yeah. Unless they just don't have a brain. I, I don't. I can't. Whoever. Must be an Arsenal fan who books these people. Well, I wouldn't mind it. Why would you do that? Well, I wouldn't mind it so much if they had a bona fide Spurs uh, person in this, like a Ledley King there as well. He's done a bit of punditry before, but they have Jamie Redknapp who just played for us a little while. And no, but I wouldn't have minded it if they've had a Sol Campbell and then someone like a Ledley King or a Robbie Keane. Well, no, they probably shouldn't. But, uh, but referring to Kane as Harry, you're not a fan of us. You're not his buddy. You refer to him as Mr. Kane. That's it. But anyway, yeah. yeah. Little, ra- little yeah. rant there, but like, yeah. Let's not talk about him. We've done quite well only having a little rant about him. But, mm. yeah. Like, We've the, done a lot to swear there. Yeah, but, <laughs> but do you think... Uh, I, I've. In that 20-minute uh, period, apart from the two chances Aubameyang had, I thought we looked fairly solid. Oh, obviously, if we'd have... Um, it's a bit of a contradiction for me there, isn't it? Saying that we let him free and then we looked fairly solid. But in general play, they, they had 20 full minutes of just pretty much the ball non-stop, apart from when we put our foot through it and cleared it. And they only really created two clear-cut chances. Yeah, I, 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 I felt relatively comfortable. Um, hmm. uh, it's whether I'm just getting used to the, this style 
Mm. Um, I remember none of that sort of nervous about anything. I feel a lot more confident now. Elder Verrill's back at the back yeah. and marshalling things. Um, He's another one I think yeah. we were speaking about it earlier. He, he gets it as well, I think. Yeah, 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 he does. And uh, I like now that um, that Hugo has stopped all the, again, not his fault, he's obviously been asked to do it, playing out from the back. Mm. And I just like that he just, uh, I know it's, you can call it route one or whatever, but he can't, he's no good with his feet. So no, get no. Rid of it. The, the only issue that I've got is that for that 20 minutes, it just kept coming back. But then there were yeah, a lot of times which Genus pointed out that it was going to either Kane or Son and they were linking up. So Yeah, and, and I get I know exactly what you're saying, because I feel like that as well. You're just giving it away. But mm. that's the game plan anyway, to be honest. Yeah. You give the possession of the ball anyway. So it doesn't really make and it, it's put us in so many difficult situations where yeah. it, we've asked him to play out from the back and uh, he can't do it. And yeah. if you look now, he's playing so much better now. I I, I don't know, but maybe that's he didn't have the. If you're asked to do something, you know you're no good at. Yeah, it puts and pressure you on doesn't know, it. And you know that everyone is looking at you and know, knows that you can't do it. That's the. He must be thinking, oh, don't come back to me, don't come back to me. Because mm. he's always. You'd be panicking about I would be. Yeah. If I knew I'm no good at something and I'm being asked to do something I'm not very good at, that pressure's going to be on you for bloody 90 minutes, thinking, oh, no, don't, mm. don't come back this way. Now he's got that pressure off of him. Um, it could be the reason why he's looking good again. Mm. I, I mean, I've always been a, a huge Lewis fan anyway. I, I know he makes mistakes, but I feel that he he makes some really important saves. He, he makes more important saves than he makes mistakes. Mm. That's just my opinion. Um, but you know, I, I think he's 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 been one of our our best players since we've come back out of this lockdown. And it could yeah. be it could be that that he's just a bit of the pressure off of him. Um, he seems to have taken a bit more responsibility on but maybe that's because he doesn't have to worry about that like you say but yeah I can't believe when he was playing like that and we were playing like that that we didn't concede goals by getting tackled and, and getting caught out from that because we, we were so risky with it and we almost got caught out a few times I can't believe that we didn't yeah and, and this is where you have to look at Pochettino and his coach and stuff so, well, we, we could all tell that he couldn't do it. Why are we asking him to do something that he clearly cannot do? Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. Anyway. In, yeah. In in terms of the goals that we scored, obviously we talked about Lacazette, which mistake from Aurier, but a brilliant finish. Bamiang should have scored um, uh, a good save from Hugo. But Son, like he hasn't really been taking people apart from a, a few times in the Everton game. He hasn't really been running at people and taking stuff on and he hasn't really looked sharp. Whereas as soon as that pass from uh, Klasnach got played, and why he played that pass and why he played it that side, I have no idea. Uh, but as soon as that got played, he was on his bike. And uh, I knew he was quick, but I, I didn't realise that A, either A, he was that quick or B, Louise was that slow because he, he made up so much space on him in, in such a little amount of time. And then Louise has tried to push him out of the way, nudge him out of the way. And he, he doesn't look that strong, son, but he, he stayed on his feet and a brilliant finish. Keepers thought he's going to go along the floor, I think. And then he's seen that dinked it over a lovely finish, but it was saying son back to his best, wasn't it? Yeah. And, and I think that's, that's the 
It was a really good goal, actually. Mm. Um, yeah, it was, it was from their mistake. But as you say, he had to show real pace, real strength to mm. hold off from Louise. And uh, he took it a bit wise. Mm. Keeper come out, spread himself really well. It was a great little dink over the top mm. of him. So. And it was at pace as well. I think the wideness was because he got a little nudge. And he's taken a, maybe a heavier touch. But and with Sonny then position sometimes, you worry about him sometimes. And he's, he's not always great one-on-one when you've got time to think. Um, but it, it was a it was a brilliant finish. It was a, it was a great goal actually. Um, yeah. so, that was a massive turning point as well, wasn't it? You go one 0 down, but within three minutes you've forgotten about it because it's a draw and, again. And like if Arsenal could keep that lead, would they score sixty minutes in? If they, you know, half an hour, you're still one nil up. Would we have gone? It reminded me of. It reminded me of the Sheffield United <laughs> game. Yeah. Where I don't want to go back and bang on about. VAR really done, but that's what I said at the time. I still believe if we would have got that goal, which should have been given from Moira, we would have gone on and won that game. Mm. We can't make excuses. I can't keep going back to that, but it's exactly the same, wasn't it? We've conceded mm. and we've gone straight down the other end and we've got that goal, um, and in the end, we won the game. Um, mm. So, you know. It's uh, you just wonder why we can't go in the league. Yeah. <laughs> why does it take a goal? Why not a goal? Um, like in the Sheffield United game and in, in the game yesterday, to really give us that belief that we can then go straight up the other end and score. Yeah, but yeah, I do take your point. I like. I thought we were playing well in that first half yesterday, so we always looked like scoring. I just didn't did. really think it would be that quick. But then the winning goal. They can see quite a few goals from corners, don't they? And and out of Ild is has scored quite a few from corners. But you look at it. I I, I was list, I was watching the uh, analysis afterwards. So they were pointing out that Tierney was the one marking out of Ild, who's it's just it's like Aaron, it's like in a different team, Aaron Lennon marking Peter Crouch. Like it's just a complete mismatch there. When you've got, but but again, that that's I think the difference between our defence without a field and their defence with M three is that in that situation, say it was Winks instead of Tierney and then Louise who scores, but out of field would have said to Winks, "Get out of the way, he's mine." Whereas yeah, yeah. those three and David Louise isn't young; he's younger than me. But in terms of football, he's been around for a long time. So, but there was no. Um, taking the lead there and going, he's good in the air, you go here or back post or, or get in this area, I'll take him. And he's completely out-jumped him, as you'd expect, and it was a good header. But, it was a great header. It was a yeah, great header. But we, we moan about our defensive frailties, as we should, but theirs are just... Oh. And then, all over the place. Yeah. And we moan that maybe Sanchez or Dyer makes a mistake, out of ill, generally quite good. All the air all over the place, but all three of theirs, uh, you can call Kalasanach in there as well. Uh, the the awful pass. I mean, there was so much space to Louise's left. All he has to do is play it to his left foot, and he's he's played an awful pass. And then Louise is just pretty poor anyway. And then Mustafi had a couple of times where he dived in on Kane. I remember you saying, oh, "I can't remember what game it was that Aurier dives in all the time." But Mustafi, he dived in on, on Kane, where he was never going to get the ball. Yeah. 
where he, it's the one where he nodded it forward, Kane into the box, oh, and then played it, it yeah. to Son, and then the keeper made a good save. And then yeah. the other one where he dived in when Kane was running along, and then <laughs> diving nowhere near there, Kane didn't even have to break his stride, and then he's got a shot off. But yeah, I mean, you've got three defenders there. Not that I'm complaining because it basically gave us the win, but yeah, I just. It just beggars belief sometimes, doesn't it? But and then putting a yeah. But then you know maybe maybe uh, out of here old saw that Tierney was there and the other three were there, so he basically ran over to Tierney, so that's who's marking me now. I, I listen to the Peter Crouch that Peter Crouch podcast, and he talks about he always used to focus on uh, playing on the who he regarded yeah. uh, yeah. as the weakest defender. So maybe yeah. we're being a bit unfair on out of field and not giving him enough credit, but and it, and it's nice now as well that we've got corner takers who can beat the first man. We're mixing it up, aren't we? The corner's taking Yeah, it was a brilliant cross. It was one of them crosses from Sun for that that goal. All out of field has to do is direct it. He doesn't have to generate any power because the pace is already on yeah, it. He yeah. just has to divert the pace to the corner. And brilliant. It was, a lo- it was a lovely head off. It was a lovely head yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah. And he's been off form, son. And you can argue that, you know, a lot of it would have been lack of um, fitness after the break. But goal, a brilliant goal from him, anticipation and finish, cool, calm finish. And then a brilliant cross, a goal and an assist in a North London derby. So hopefully that's him back to his best. And it'll only get better, just a shame there's only three games left hope so yeah and uh, yeah it was, best, it was definitely his best game since, um, yeah. since the restart um, long yeah so we've got the, the games left let's hope he can, can carry on um, but in that, in that vein um, and we can pick up another nine points yeah hopefully yeah uh, so as you mentioned there are only three games left uh, Newcastle away Leicester home Palace away I think, you know, these could be famous last words, but to me, like Newcastle, Palace look like they're already on their holidays. Uh, Leicester, depends which Leicester turn up, but there's no reason for me that we can't get nine points out of nine. Do you, do you, what do you think? Uh, well, again, it's just what Tottenham turns up as well as what <laughs> Newcastle, Leicester and everyone else turn up, but there's no reason we can't the only team um, who we've got to face really that realistically we've got anything to fight for is Leicester mm-hmm. um, Newcastle always seems to be a bit of a bogey team when we need to get a win um, so you, you don't know there uh, that one's the first game isn't it on Wednesday yeah um, I mean if we win that and and Arsenal lose to Liverpool all, all I, to be honest with you, it's a pretty sad state of affairs, but all I really want to do now is finish above Arsenal. Um, so that's, that's how I sort of look at things now. Um, so that's a, what about that's a Europa League? Game. I want to win. I want to get into Europa League now because as I said to you the other week, I just want to win every game. And mm. that, would, that would mean that we get into the Europa League. And, and, and finish above Arsenal. And finish above Arsenal. So it's, it's the best of both worlds. Although that isn't in our hands anymore, is it? 
Um, because obviously we're, we're going to come on to it in a bit that the Man City thing's been overturned. Yeah, so yeah. it's the top seven. It's the top seven now. Mm. But we're, we're uh, eighth, aren't we? Two points off of, I think it's Sheffield United yeah. in, in seventh now. Yeah, so we've got to rely so you've on got that. Leicester, as you've uh, said. Yeah. Yeah, we, uh, I can, yeah I, we've got to rely on the others to... Um, to actually get into Europe now, anyway, so we've yeah. got to try and just win as many games as as, mm. we, as we can, mm. um, and hope that others mess up. Really, mm. um, I think another important thing is to show it wasn't a fluke that yesterday Kane was getting chances that we can generate them for him. And I think that that keeper had a blinder of a game. I, I remember the Tim Krull performance when we lost one nil, when he made fifteen or something. Saves like that, something ridiculous. But sometimes strikers just get onto the pitch and they they've got a keeper in inspired form. So I think if we keep, I mean, if you keep providing Kane chances, he will score a hatful of goals eventually. So what what I'd like to see is a four four two that attacking kind of intent, get him some chances, and then let him take him away, and then and then prove to him as well that he can he can that Merson's comments. Wrong. Yeah, we just need to play the way that we 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 played there. Really, mm. if we play like that, I don't see any reason um, that we can't go and go and, and win all of them games. Um, mm. Equally, I could see us losing all of them games. Um, there's no guarantees. As I say, Newcastle always a little bit of a bogey team for us. Uh, I, I went running with my mate earlier. He's a Newcastle fan, and he said, "Oh, you'll win that." <laughs> what he does against Newcastle on, on our left side because that Sam Maximan is pretty rapid isn't he so, so I, I think he'll uh, I don't know who's quicker Bergvine or Mora but I think he'll uh, it wouldn't surprise me if he puts Bergvine in because he seems a lot more um, happy to track back but I mean Sam Maximan's going to be against Davis and, and in a foot race that's no contest so it wouldn't surprise me if we do play four four two with Sun and um, Kane up top, but then whoever's on that left, Bergvine, Mora, he might even swap Sissoko over there. But they've got a big focus on on keeping with Sam Maxman when they have the ball to try and neutralise that threat. Who do you put a right back? Uh, if Aurea's not there, if Aurea, you know. Yeah, well, well, Tanganga maybe. Tanganga, he was on the bench, wasn't he, against Arsenal? He was. 
I hope he don't plays four four two again. I hope he don't go to three at the back and then change it up again. Um, I, 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 no, I think we need to stick to what we did. Yeah, um, I, I agree with you. I'd probably put Tanganga there. He was on the bench. Hmm. Um, you'd hope that he he's ready to come straight back in, or was he just there because we can obviously have the the more the more substitutes on the bench, and he was there just as a as a number rather than anything else. Yeah, um, I, th- I think he'll I play. If you're not fit, you don't go on the bench, do you? But if, if you're not ready to play, you don't go on the bench. But yeah, I, I, I think he'll put he'll have a plan to try and neutralise uh, Sam Maxman. Because if you look at him, he, he's proper direct as well, isn't he? Get the ball, run. He's Take excited, people on. No, he's an exciting yeah. player. Typical, I say, this is my mate. He's a Newcastle player, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's an exciting. Um, Skillful player. They've had loads of. Amazing. He's a quicker version of Ginner, though, isn't he? He when yeah, he was in Newcastle, had, he was just run. But they've had some. They've had some great um, skillful players over the years, haven't they? Mm. So he's just he's a, yeah. a, a typical Newcastle player. But he's the one that worries me. But I think Mourinho will have a plan there. He'll, he'll get his wide player to help Davies out in, in a similar yeah, in a similar way that Sissoko did for Aurier uh, yesterday. I think he's another. He's one of them players that he's going to either be world class or he's just going to go missing. Mm. Um, so hopefully he'll go missing. Let's hope in that game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but as you mentioned there and touched upon, we should talk about this. Uh, yesterday after the game, we were in a Europa League place, eighth. Today we're not because Man City's ban has been overturned. Which how you go from a two-year ban? To nothing is ridiculous. Uh, my friend was telling me that UEFA obviously uh, imposed the ban, Court of Arbitration have uh, rescinded it, and UEFA have now appealed that decision. But they always say the, these companies that they don't want to bring the sport into disrepute. And so you've essentially got a, a club who have broken the rules and aren't going to get punished for it, and you don't want it to be brought into disrepute. And apparently the reason was is because they uh, they they made the uh, transgressions right at the start when FIFA Fair Play was uh, brought in. But like it's <laughs> it's still been brought in. It's still part of the rules. It doesn't matter if it's early or not. And that's how they've got away with it. But, I mean, it's just absolute nonsense, isn't it? Oh, it's beyond words, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's an absolute disgrace. As you say, how you can go from a two-year ban Hmm. Um, that everyone thought, well, okay, they're going to repeal it or get reduced to one ban. I don't think anyone was thinking they're going to get away with this completely and have to find reduced. No. It just it's it just yeah. makes it a mockery of the whole the whole financial fair play, and yeah. it's just got you know it's it's just pointless. It's just uh, now it's just a, a license to say, okay, that's fine, just get on with it. You, yeah. you do whatever you want to do. Go buy whoever you want to buy. Pay whoever you want to pay. It doesn't matter anymore. We won't mm. regulate it. We'll just let you get on with it. So you know, mm. crack on. It's going to give an open license to clubs like Newcastle if they get taken over. Mm. Well, that that can't happen either. Play. I don't think just because 
the scandals that these people have been linked with. <laughs> you don't want to bring the sport into disrepute and you're letting someone who's apparently murdered someone and done this and done that allow into you know, just... But it, again, it's just it's FIFA, UEFA, FA, they, 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 all, all the top clubs get the benefit. Well... Because they've got the money to appeal these things and get the best lawyers and fight it all because even though a massive, massive lawyer's fee is just a drop in the ocean to them. Well, to be honest, my love of football has died a little bit more today. With, yeah. uh, with that, uh, with that, uh, with that. We just says to the teams like that, Paris Saint-Germain, Real Madrid, Barcelona, you know, even us, I suppose, to a certain extent, we have got money according to the... the the profits that we made, it just says that you can just do what you want. But then my, my issue would be the smaller clubs will still get punished. I don't know if you remember, I think it was either Mick McCarthy or Ian Holloway when they were uh, Sunderland or Blackpool, respectively, got fined for fielding a weaker team, I think at Old Trafford, because they had a relegation battle the next week. So he was obviously fielding a weakened team. We're not going to get anything at Man United, but in the relegation battle next week, we, we need our full players' strength. And they got fined, but yet, you know, you have... All the top teams resting their players, like Alex Ferguson used to rest all of his players, play almost a reserve team against one of the, little, the smaller teams because they had Chelsea in, a, in a, a, a title battle the following week and he doesn't get fined. But, like, you know, you can't have one rule for one, one for the other. You've got a, you've got a squad of 25 or whatever it is. You're the manager who gets fired if you, if you don't perform and keep your team in the league and play whoever the bloody hell you want. So I just I just worry here that someone will get done for FIFA fair play, financial fair play, uh, and get fined and punished, and it'll be one of the smaller teams when you cannot possibly do that to them because of this stupid decision. And UEFA will hide behind the court of arbitration going, it wasn't our decision. It's like, you own the bloody company. It's your company. It's your competition. Yeah, it's your competition that is bringing, bringing into disrepute. You can't just go, okay, well, it's out of our hands now. But I, I think they'll just hide behind them. They're, they'll appeal. It probably will get over, you know, turned down. But, like, you know, I mean, someone's paid someone off, surely. Like, it's, it's, I don't know. They're not going to let them appeal it, I wouldn't have thought. So yeah. it, it's happened now. That, that eight yeah. place is, is gone. Yeah. Um, it's, just, it's a disgrace. You can't say any more than that. It's an absolute yeah. disgrace. But then you ain't forget what they want. They get to see Pep Guardiola every Tuesday, Wednesday again on TV. They seem to love him. But like, it's just, yeah, it's just. But how you know how you can go from? But when you have things like that, where they've got so much money and like a ten million pound fine to them is like you saying to me, "I'll oh, give me a ten pound note," and you got teams like, and you got teams like Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, and you've got teams like Sheffield Wednesday who are really struggling and getting deducted points for going into administration. And then you've got this, you know, teams just breaking financial rules. And th there'll be plenty of other teams as well who haven't bought players or haven't done this because we can't do that. It'll break financial fair play. And then you go and get this. And it's just unbelievable, really. Again this summer now. Yeah, they'll just do what they want, won't they? Chelsea will. Yeah. You know, they they got banned at least for one transfer window, I suppose. But that was. Um, so at least they got some punishment. Do, 
that wasn't even to do with financial. Oh, no, that, that was, was to do with tapping up the youngsters, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, yeah, but but at least they got some kind of punishment. So that was upheld in in a way. But, it was. Yeah, but yeah. this is just absolutely crazy, really, and it's just. But financial fair play, they have to come out now, and if it's if the appeal doesn't get accepted, they have to come out now and go, okay, financial fair play is irrelevant now, we're cancelling it. Because mm. I've I got, got a friend who's a Reading fan, who Reading have got a certain amount of money, their owner's got a certain amount of money, he says, but he's not allowed to spend it because it breaks the financial fair play, even though it wouldn't put them into any financial danger because they've got the means to be able to pay that back and pay it. But because of the financial fair play... They're not allowed to pay it, and that they stick to those rules. And then you got Man City who just do what they want, and and you know it just paints a really really bad picture. And all the and it it was it's just, yeah it's just crazy. It's frustrating, frustrating, yeah. and, and I mean I bet Levy's quite annoyed, isn't he? Thinking, well, I can't use that excuse of uh, we can't spend above our means. Well, now you can. Well, well, maybe we haven't been spending above our means because it would have broken rules, and that's why we haven't. You know, I doubt it, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, I just can't believe it. To be honest, I I got told on Friday by my friend that there's rumours that they're going to get away with it, and I was like, and then obviously wake up this morning, it's like they've got away with it. But yeah, I just. I can believe it because I think they're so corrupt. They're yeah, just, FIFA and they're just so corrupt that it doesn't surprise me. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not surprised really. Um, I think it's absolutely atrocious and, and, and disgraceful. Mm-hmm. But it's not surprising. It's not a surprise that they would that they would do it. Um, they just make themselves look even more ridiculous from going yeah. from a two-year ban. 30 million fine to okay no you're not banned at all and it's only 30, it's only 10 million now I do, I do hope that what happens next season is all the teams going for European places have a little bit extra incentive when they play Man City you know re- really have a go and then can turn them over but I was just they'll, they'll go and win the Champions League this season you watch yeah, yeah, yeah. Win the bloody thing. well I, I honestly thought they'd get banned for a year but they'd win the Champions League this season. Mm. So the, the UEFA would be like, okay, well, we've got the holders who can't play in it. That's what I thought would happen. Mm. But yeah, I mean, this is just... Ugh. I really hope Real Madrid stuff them now. Knock them out. It won't happen. Like you say, they'll end up winning it. And, you know. Yeah, they probably will. But I, I just don't understand how you can go from two years and then, you know not even punish them really and uh, 10 million pounds is an insult you might not, not even bother <laughs> yeah it's a, even 30 million is an insult because it doesn't and it's just yeah and then all of these clubs like you mentioned earlier like the wolves the evertons we've got all the money says to them well we can do what we want we will get away with it as well we got money so you're basically all right. encouraging all these other teams and then you've got paris Saint-Germain, chelsea Real madrid who do it anyway yeah, it's just really bad message. But if anyone gets fined, a lesser team gets fined or punished for breaking financial fair play, I mean they should be su- they should be suing whoever at UEFA made this decision or, or court of arbitration who made this decision. 
and they should be winning that soon. Yeah. It's set precedent now, but yeah, you can do and that's that's it now. They can't. They can't. I don't see how they can impose. They can impose fines. Mm. On, on clubs for, the, for breaking them rules because that's the punishment that, that they've deemed satisfactory for Man City so they mm. can't ban anyone else in Europe no. yeah. but it, it's still unfair like I say because there'll be plenty of clubs and chairmen who have said we won't do this we won't do that because of great fair play thing when in reality this has shown that financial fair play was never a thing anyway it was never really a thing anyway or is it just a thing so that big clubs can get away with it and it keeps lesser clubs in line so that lesser clubs can't overtake the uh, bigger clubs, which are big names in Europe, so it keeps money coming into UEFA? It could be, Chris, that, yeah, they just want to keep um, the money unfathomable really isn't it I don't think anyone really thought that they'd get completely away with it I think most people would have thought it's two year ban they'll get a one we all did everyone yeah. did I didn't see anyone that was saying anything different than you know we know that it was two year it'll be one and that'll be the end of it Yeah. no yeah. one said oh no they'll reduce the reduce the fine and they'll get absolutely no ban at all yeah I mean like, like <laughs> it was like it was it was all the it's all the top teams that get fined, don't they? Because Barcelona got fined something like three hundred quid for something to do with Griezmann transfer. I mean, they paid Lionel Messi more for sneezing than they got fined. So to bat, to find them that, it, it's just absolutely pointless. It is. It is yeah. pointless. There's not, there is no point in doing that. There's, it makes no sense. Yes. Yeah. I just it's like my uh, my friend Reading fan uh, says he 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 thinks it's all I don't know that much about financial fair play because it doesn't really affect Tottenham that much in the sense that we seem to have a, a chairman who uh, <laughs> yeah, we seem to have a chairman that is quite good with money but um, yeah but he he definitely thinks it's a way that uh, uh, smaller teams can't get ahead which the, this. Uh, uh, decision would certainly support that and it's just financial fair play even though it's unfair to the teams who have been sticking to it cut it adrift now financial fair play doesn't exist has to now after this yeah 
But yeah, uh, hopefully that's the case. Okay, so that's about it for this episode. Thanks again, Mark. Pleasure as always. That was really good. Really good to talk about a win in the North London Derby. <laughs> after the last episode, which after the Bournemouth game, which was very depressing and fairly frustrating, it's nice to have something positive to talk about. Uh, slightly ruined it with having to talk about Man City, but it's something we have to talk about because it affects us. But hopefully now we can go 100% to the end of the season, where that gets us, I don't know, get Kane scoring again. Uh, and then we can end the season on a bit of a feel-good factor. Uh, and then go again next season, hopefully with a few more transfers in. Fingers crossed. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Another episode after the Newcastle game, which I believe is Wednesday. So do another episode after that. Hopefully we can win that and keep this one going. <laughs>